64 pick in the 2019 NFL draft. Yes, sir. Hey, it's John Schneider with, with the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, Seattle Seahawks select. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, man, sir. get fired up. We're going to make you a Seahawk right here, okay? DK Metcalf, wide receiver, Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, all right, bud. All right, man, congratulations. Why y'all wasting so long, man? It was just confusing, but watch Metcalf just flying down the field. Looks far side. He's going to throw downfield. He's got Metcalf. He's got a touchdown. Seahawks. Who stops, looks, throws backside. Metcalf catches it. Down the sidelines. 15, 10, 5. He's in. Touchdown. Seahawks! Seven-step drop is going to let it fly deep. Got a man out here. It's Metcalf. Reaches up. Makes the catch. Touchdown! Seahawks! DK Metcalf gets more money. A lot more money. The Seahawks wide receiver gets a three-year extension for $72 million. $30 million is in a signing bonus. That's the largest signing bonus for any wide receiver in NFL history. So I think it's time for us to have a toast. Let's have a toast for the douchebags. Let's have a toast for the Let's have a toast for the scumbags. Every one of them that I know. Let's have a toast for the jerk offs. Gotta never take work off. Maybe I can get a plan. Run away fast as you can. It really hasn't hit me until now. That um I'll have the opportunity just to help so many people back home and help my family. Thinking about when I broke my neck and I was told I wasn't going to be able to play football again and now just this this moment happening is just all a blessing. All my teachers, coaches from middle school, high school, my college coaches, college teammates, A.J. Brown, Elijah Moore, Demarcus Gregory. Um, then when I get here and I meet guys like Russ, Bobby, Dwayne Brown, Tyler Lockett, Quandre Diggs, Al Woods, Freddie Swain, they they push me and make it exciting just to come to work. Welcome back to the Pedestrian Podcast. An off-season break has been had. A lot has changed, most promptly, of course, uh, since last time we podded. Mr. Nathan's family grew by a, a single digit, but like the biggest single digit that's possible, isn't it? Very true. Little Jacob entered the world on the 30th of July. And yeah, it sounds great at this stage, but he might interrupt this podcast in 15 minutes and need feeding and the whole thing goes to hell in the handcart. <laughs> so uh, I won't, you know, let, we'll celebrate at the end of the episode once <laughs> the, the filthy bastard stayed asleep. 
Uh, I thought Spurs are unbeaten. I thought uh, that is true. Be, Life is good. <laughs> be, um, but yeah, uh, there's, there's been a few things. Let's see how it's, uh, regular season is 17 days away. Mm. God, um, I, I think like I think last two off seasons. I think last season was more of a case of avoid all the Russell stuff and avoid Russell's Instagram. Um, but I think I think you may have realised with my messages to you over the last few days. I kind of like I've woke up from like a slumber and realised what the fuck is going on, Adam. Yeah, I've never known you to be less plugged in with an off season. No, no, I, no, no. Yeah, yeah. This is even less so than uh, last off season. But like <laughs> two number ones <laughs> at quarterback. We'll get onto DK in a bit because that's probably. It's probably the most positive news to come from. I mean, when we last part of the cliff, what was that two months ago, maybe? Yeah. Nine, ten weeks ago. It's probably, without seeing any of the Rockies, it's the biggest plus all off season. DKG. Yeah, I guess maybe Charles Cross and Abe Lucas potentially could be seen as that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing really good has happened since that contract was signed, was it? No. And like before either. Um, yeah, the, like the, camp. Yeah. Camp seems to be at best fine. No one's got injured, which is good, but it doesn't. You don't. But the people who are injured are the people who you expect to be injured. Actually, I say that. Yeah, I mean, Eskridge, Penny, and Walker have all got injured, which is really not what you want. Yeah, Marcus um, Goodwin's got injured. Um, Lewis got injured in the game, didn't he? Yeah, but like, you're not reading anything about players that are like hugely jumping. I mean. Wouldn't maybe, but there's still question marks if he's ready to actually start in the NFL. But that's not his fault. Like, I don't think anyone was expecting that going into the offseason anyway. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it appears to be like at best fine. Yeah. There's there's a lot of dredging water off a possibly sinking ship, but we're not too sure how many holes the buckets have in them. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, like I, I really haven't paid much attention. I see all the usual people are kind of track and follow. Obviously, yeah, it, like you said there's just nothing really to jump out. But if, if anyone did jump out, it seems to have been completely negated by two preseason games, particularly last weekend, where they've just gone, you can't sell, you can't flog that dead horse anymore because there's drops, there's false starts, admittedly, with the rookie cross. But it's, it sounds like, even for preseason, it's been a dreg to watch and get through. And I just... yeah, I mean, look, it was serious, serious backups against Chicago. Okay, but you're not that many injuries away from some of them needing to play. Um, you know, you're never going to see that 22 trotting out, so you can probably discount certain things at like the score. And you know, if Gino, oh yeah, no score doesn't matter. Like... No, but like Gino made a few good throws, but they went to. Penny Hart instead of DK. Yeah. Um, so that is going to be significant. Mm. But I think there was something on on the athletic where they're like preseason is fairly instructive as to how your year might go. Um, so I think it's probably worth bearing in mind more than just dismissing it out of hand as if it doesn't matter at all. Because I think there's probably something to it that you could say it doesn't look great. 
no, and then Pete Carroll comes out. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to keep going back to it because that's just going to annoy me. Two firsts. Um, four, five years ago, almost five years ago, Pete Carroll said he's a starter in this league. We have a starter, but he is a starter in this league, and I can't imagine somebody won't give him a chance to play. So why was 1-1 fine in 2017? <laughs> but didn't, is it Mike Shanahan or someone that said, if you have two ones, you have no ones? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, what, like, I get it, but... Yeah, he's like, got to pump his guys up. Yeah, but, like, there has to be a reason why they haven't said it's Gino. Well, I mean, I think him starting the third preseason game must be, yeah, I guess, as indicative of anything. I mean, I don't, have you been following sort of the the fairness or otherwise of the QB battle so far? Uh, yeah, sort of. Like most of it. Like this is probably not good for someone who's on a serious podcast, but <laughs> okay. Um, everything's just dull. Like it, it is, like you say, it's like it could it could be telling what's coming over the next twenty weeks of how the season goes, but. I think I texted my Duga a couple of months ago saying it's 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 gonna be Drew Luck, right? Because he's in that package mm-hmm. with Mr. Wilson. And he goes, no, it'd be the guy who plays best, which obviously makes way more sense. Mm. But it kind of feels like they're not coming out and like explicitly say explicitly saying it's Gino Smith. Kind of mm. feels like somewhere, someone wants Drew Luck to beat Russell Wilson on Monday Night Football. I don't know how easy this is to quantify, but do you think if Geno Smith starts against Denver, it sort of becomes first blood Denver in the battle of the trade? Like in the case of when you basically say Russell Wilson was on one side of it and Charles Cross and Shelby Harris and Noah Fan and Drew Locke were on the other side, plus a future. Like when all was said and done, is it too early to think that? Because I can't imagine they, it, like we, we don't know whose side of it put Drew Locke into the trade. Do you know what I mean? Like it could have been that it was Denver saying, yeah, you can have all this, but you've got to have Drew Locke as well. Yeah. Or it could have been Seattle saying, yeah, we also want Drew Locke. Yeah. But But if it's the latter, it seems quite odd that he hasn't even been given a chance to be, I mean, I think he's shit, so it doesn't bother me, but it, it, it surprises me that he hasn't been given a chance to start properly. If, yeah. if if it was the case that the Seahawks said, we want Drew Locke as part of this trade. Uh, yeah, I think that's the likelier way because if, I mean, someone can correct me on this, but I don't think, I think the only quarterback on the roster when they traded Russell Wilson was Jacob Eden. Yes. G- Gino was a free agent. So even more like going by the seat of your pants if you did, <laughs> didn't get a quarterback in either way. But, but and I guess it's just coach they said pretty much from the start they were going to give him this and that. I think Pete said it's going to be different for him here than it was in Denver. But as you say, if they're not going to give him a chance to even, a, a legitimate chance, because we don't know what they're going to do um, in the final preseason game over the weekend, but like, how is it any different to what he did in Denver? And if it's not different to do in Denver, there's clearly a reason why it's no different in Denver. And that's... Like, I get that, Gino, that wisdom could be seen as like, He's paid his dues here and therefore he gets the first crack at it. Yeah. I, I, I would, but I'd almost understand that more 
if they'd said that as opposed to yeah. this is a true quarterback battle and then yeah. nothing follows that makes it a true quarterback battle. Yeah, yeah, because, well, 10 years ago, Matt Flynn was the starting quarterback and Russell Wilson was the backup. And Russell Wilson did what everything he did in preseason camp and everything else, which made that, yeah, that's not going to work. Mm. Um, but it doesn't seem like that is even, like Drew Locke has even had that opportunity. No. Because like, even when he gets a run with the ones mm-hmm. in camp, it's like, oh yeah, he did that for like four throws and then <laughs> Gino come back in and it felt like they had a plan, but it doesn't feel like, it felt like they had a plan, they clearly had a plan with the picks, like Christ and everything else. And obviously there's way more went into trading Russell Wilson than just, I've, I've, I've started winning golf bets. I've been winning bets mainly on golf. And there's a line a few weeks ago from, I think Andrew Coltart talking about Will Salatoris who was his first first PGA Tour event in about in his, like, his third season. And he's finished in the top 10 16, 16 times. And he's finished second, third to everybody. McElroy, uh, Scheffler, Justin Tom, all, like, all the best players who are still on the PGA Tour. But and, like, Andrew Coltart said winning is hard in anything. So why have an NFL team whose head coach is book is called win forever <laughs> made winning like incredibly more difficult in in the short term maybe not in the long term with however like whatever they find in the draft or whatever else but winning is tough they say they want to win but everything they're doing suggests that it's a it's a happy accident i think that's probably the the hardest thing for me to reconcile in the sense that we probably all would have been fine if Carol and Schneider said, look, we've made the biggest trade in franchise history and it's, you know, we're not blowing it up and and starting again from scratch, but naturally we're looking slightly more towards the future than we were now. Our intention is to still put a good product on the field, but naturally it's harder to win when you get rid of some of your best assets and look for the future. Yeah. If he'd said that, I feel like everyone would have been completely cool and on board with it going into the season. And then your record almost becomes vaguely moot. But the way Seattle play, which is basically looking to get the game as short as possible and trying to win it or lose it right at the end, hopefully win it, they could win anything between two and nine games. I, I, I think I saw on one of those Vegas shows, I think the over-under is five and a half. But honestly, I don't know how you could predict either way because everything is going to come down to one or two plays at the end. And in reality, like they could go completely either way. Like I think of all the teams in the league, for example, if Baltimore were over 10 and a half, I'd say mm. I'd probably go over. Like They look like a really good team and you know how they're going to try and play. The way Seattle are going to try and play it's basically to end up with coin flips at the end. And so it's so hard to quantify just about what they might do. And so that's the thing that gets me. Like if they ended up winning three games because the coin flips just went against them, which isn't beyond the runs possibility. Is there like any scrutiny on Carol for saying we're going to win? Like I was on Rob Staten's podcast last week and I said that, you know, when you go into football manager and the start of the season, you have to give your board your expectations. Like, what do you reckon he actually said to Jody Allen as opposed to 
outwardly. Because if he said we're going to win, then surely he has to try and do that. Yeah, but also he can easily point to those coin tosses and then <laughs> Jamal, DK, Quandre, Tyler, two tackles that could be good. Daryl Taylor's got a couple more years. Jordan- I mean, I mean this season though. Yeah, I know. This- that, that is literally, he, he will point to oh, yeah. coin tosses and saying, we've still got these guys, we've got these guys two, three more years. It will go the other way next year. And yeah, true. Probably will sell and it will sell to probably a decent percentage of the fan base as well. But it just, I don't know. Like, this, the, I think I kind of like tuned back in when I started doing fantasy trash dinners over the last few week, couple of weeks. And it's just, the, it just makes no sense what they're trying to achieve. You know, he's quite clearly, and like, it makes sense because he's been there, what, three years, four years? Mm-hmm. It's quite clearly like if the locker room, been doing those things where the players walk into the building, they've got like the screens. And if you, if, if they did one of them, who should be the quarterback? Gino is probably getting most 85% of, of the votes. Yeah. And not through any, like, just because he's been there, he's been in the locker room. And, and as I think a few different people have pointed out, especially when he started a few games last year, like he was, yeah, it was just, it was a different vibe, which was weird. But yeah, and I think he's he's been more in the locker room than probably the guy that he's now probably going to go against um, in seventeen days in Seattle. I mean, not football, but it just the whole handling of it just makes absolutely they've they've just been ch- they're chasing their tail. They're chasing their tail when for a, a brief second it looked like you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, obviously, it wasn't in the control because they just traded the best quarterback this team franchise city is probably ever gonna have. So but the chase in the tail seems to have like picked up a more frenetic energy since they convened for camp what like mid July, late July. Mm, yeah I don't quite get the plan in the sense that if they want to win now and to all intents and purposes people are often talking about you know you hear all the time this is a playoff roster if they had a good quarterback. Well, like, if that's the case, like, why not just go and get a decent quarterback? Yeah. Like, of well, which many are available. Yeah, and, why- and, like, and if they win 10 games and they end up with the 20th pick in the draft, but they still want to go and move up to the third pick in the draft, well, they've got two first-round picks next year and then 2024 and 2025's picks they could use if they wanted to, if they fall in love with someone. Yeah. So... They're either going to do amazingly well, in which case they'll be high 20s pick, in which case, great. That's kind of why we watch the sport. That's what we want. We want to be good. Or they're kind of low enough whereby they can still use what they have and package it. So I, I don't really get why there's not been any action around quarterbacks. No, but they, obviously there's a lot still up in the air with them, but they didn't even touch the rookie class. Mm. Like just take a swing. Like I think you said a few a few months ago. I said before the pod uh, when we did one, like just like just have a bit of fun. Like I want to have fun and watch Malik Willis. The highlights of watching in the Titans, yes, against like players are going to be on practice squads for the next couple of years around the league. But like it's fun. Like it's what like it's. Yeah, we want to win. We also want to enjoy watching it and see, mm. like, okay, like if it flames out, like the Cardinals moved on for Josh Rosen after a year, and he was what? Like, we were talking 102 
110. Like Desmond Ridder looked pretty good for the Falcons. Mm. He was like, it's they they just kind of ate that again, just chased their tail. Now sitting here with like obviously Captain Hindsight, but they've chased their tail way more out like they were. But I think it is because. I mean, look, I, we've been very critical about so much the Seahawks have done, yeah. and it may have put people off. Fine. Like, we like to think we call it as we see it. I'm actually not even critical in this age. I'm genuinely confused as to what the plan is. Curious, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> and maybe they're playing chess and I'm playing jar- drafts. Yeah. M- maybe I just can't see, you know, the wood from the trees on this. But I, I'm not being critical. I just literally don't know what they're trying to achieve this year. It, like you with Spurs, you've got a manager who's in lockstep with wherever he's the, the sporting director who seems, who seems to be in lockstep with the owner. But like when you uh, uh, link with players, you sign players, you go, you understand how they fit. Yes. Right? That isn't happening with this specific position in a team in Seattle is it at all like there's no that's why he's here that's why he's going to do that's why mm-hmm. they've done this and done that like it's just yeah it, it just doesn't seem I don't know I think we the, we just like need the games to come now yeah because the off season is just I, I, I mean, so I could, long I, I could do without this preseason game because the, the only the only meaningful need for this preseason game was if um, Drew Lock started yeah, and he's not, which is weird, isn't it? It makes no sense. Do you think they will treat... Because they had only three last year, didn't they? Yeah. And I, I can't remember. Do they treat this third game as the third game or as the last game? I can't remember. Because obviously normally the fourth game out of four is complete scrub FC. Yeah. And it's just, you know, making the team. That's all that's what we're here for, trying to make the team. Whereas the third game traditionally was used as the one that well, you the, might play a quarter of all your yeah. starters. Yeah, the, the third game was the one in 2012 where everyone realised, yeah, Russell Wilson's the Seahawks quarterback, not Matt. Mm. I think it was Kansas City, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, the, but that, again, like, they know the schedule's been changed for two years. They know how this kind of works. And again, they've kind of gone, oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> and then, what, 30 hours before the game last week, Drew Locke gets COVID and can't start, which obviously hasn't helped. But, like, it's just like, chasing the tail. Chasing mm-hmm. their tail. Um, I mean, the thing is, if they wanted Drew Locke to be the starter... Which I, 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 I truly believe someone in that building with power... Once wanted or once, like I, I think I agree. But you know, like when a player comes in, I think this happened with Penny in his rookie year, and he's like, "I got an injury, I missed the first three weeks, and I was too heavy, and therefore the season was just banjaxed. I couldn't yeah. play." Uh, yeah, I think that happened actually with with Penny. They're like, "Yeah, I couldn't it's play." Like, this is the same happened with um, Fedi. He got yeah. like, injured in like preseason week one, and then played like. And you look at it and think, well, could you not have like in the following 15 weeks got better and, and fitter. I mean, but fine, whatever you, I, I wonder slightly if they're going to end up in a situation where Locke underperforms purely because he's just not had the reps and he's yeah, basically going, he's going to the season pretty cold on, on reps with the, with the starters. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely what will happen. 
That's why, like again, going to football, the World Cup in November is stupid because <laughs> the players are going to get up to a, like a level. They're not used to being at for November for like what was it? What could it be? Seven games in mm. twenty-four days, something like that. And then they're just going like, but there's going to be seventy percent of the players who aren't just going to sit on their hands for five weeks. As I've just but, found out, the fourth round of the Carabao Cup is three days after the World Cup final. So it'd be interesting to see if what? players are rushing back to play in that. What? Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, like it, yeah, then yeah, no, yeah, because you are not gonna see Drew Luck. But again, like you like you said with the coin tosses, they could hide behind that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but if we'd have done this, if he hadn't got and there will be people and there will be sections of the whatever fan base who and probably maybe even the the higher ups. Um, who will buy it? And they were like, okay, yeah, cool, go again and try and get um, whatever the, the quarterback who dips, was it Mayo in something? Or <laughs> well, Levis. Yeah. Um, Mayo in his coffee. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I could do that this game. I, I won't watch this preseason game. I probably won't watch the highlights. I'll just read all the stuff about it and realise that we're going to stay up till five o'clock in the morning watching Gino Smith. Um, uh, I'm not sure we're going to be doing that either, to be brutally honest with you. No. Uh, one other thing that's happened in Seahawks land, uh, as we said, D- DK's $70 million, con- $70 million contract extension was the one positive on the other side of the coin to that. Uh, Chris Carson uh, retired. It seems to be coming for pretty m- much the minute um, PKL spoke after the game he got injured in last year. Um it's just shitty, isn't it? Like we've seen this with Cliff, with Cam, um, a bit in a different way with Doug, but like the neck thing in Seattle is kind of it's just it just seems to happen way more often than I don't know, it just seems like every year there's one of these like these where we have to retire because there's something that mm-hmm. it's just a complete freak accident kind of thing. But it's it's a shame, but like at least he got he got his bag, he secured the bag and <laughs> obviously at this point probably just wants to keep on playing. It was pretty shitty. And yeah, it's it's like another player who just sort of drifts off the field yeah. without really noticing or thinking about it and all of a sudden you, you, you never see him again. Yeah. Um, bizarre really, isn't it? Yeah. How how often this happens yeah. or has happened with, with Seattle's players. Yeah, no. Nah, it's, it's just, it's, but then it kind of leaves the door open for the rookie, Ken Walker, and then he gets a, what's not a... A non-hernia hernia. Non-hernia hernia, which, again, what does any of that, those words and that order mean? Um, anything else NFL-wise? Don't, just anything else Seahawks-wise? Kind of Is like, there anything else to I mean, people are quite optimistic about the defence, aren't they, when with the 3-4 yeah, and... I mean, I watched the first quarter of the... Pittsburgh game, that the first mm-hmm. game, and Daryl Taylor looked unbelievable. All right, as fast as I think I've seen anyone on that on that position for the Seahawks, he was so quick. And then you go to bed and see what Boye Mafe did uh, late on in the game with his with his opportunities, and you're like, okay, like Quandre Diggs is still there, He's still doing what he does. And um, Jamal is going to. I mean, Jamal is, I mean, like, we don't really know what he's going to 
be asked to do or look like because said or done anything, which is very un Jamal like. Um, well, he had his injury scare in preseason, didn't he? The yeah, first but, week of camp, they were yeah. like, Yeah, he's got no fingers anymore. <laughs> um, and then you got the, whoever's going to play at cornerback, Tariq Woolen, uh, Kobe Bryant. I mean, Artie Burns. Artie Burns. Uh, Trey Brown. Sidney Jones. Does Trey Brown's not. Sound like not, he's going to be back for yeah. week one. So that's a, a bummer again. But yeah, there's just there's a lot of names and we don't really know what any of it mean at the minute. But I mean, Kobe Bryant being in the league five months and already hanging out in a high school gym with LeBron James is hmm. it's a pretty welcome to the league moment as well. Um, well they're looking at playing him as a nickelback now, aren't they? And I, I yeah. just... Is that, how do I phrase this? Would that be seen as like, you're not good enough to play outside or you are good enough to play inside? I don't know. I'd imagine it, it's possibly more along the lines of we need to get as many good cornerbacks on the field as we can. Mm-hmm. This is the way we can do it. Because you're probably going to see Tariq Woolen at some point in the season on one of the uh, boundaries. And then you're probably going to see Trey Brown, Kobe, Sydney, Artie Burns kind of a bit weird mesh on the other side, aren't you? And then, but with that, you get your best player, your best co- one of the best cover guys in college in Kobe Bryant last year on the field as often as you can. And in, in the game as often as you can kind of thing. It's, that's why, that's why I haven't, that's why I'm going to try and just guess what the read is on that, just trying to get as many good defensive backs on the field as they possibly can. I mean, because we've probably got two number one cornerbacks. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I just don't understand. I have no read on this team whatsoever. No, it's not. It, I, I don't think it's going to be much fun. But I'm, I'm, I've been watching a bit of, um, like, the, the guys in the Bills podcast have been that they've been posting clips on Twitter and socials and stuff and reading stuff with Josh Allen, seeing stuff with Josh Allen and the Bills camp is like, man, that looks like 2013 Seahawks at this. Mm. That whole vibe of just our four strings are going and annihilate your four strings kind of thing. But it's just like, oh, yeah, that, that seems a long time ago now. <laughs> I don't think anything else has happened, has it? I mean, just, Not much else. I think probably this is sort of a a nice little reintroduction to year yeah. six of the Ped Pod. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're still here. Um, all the guys on Patreon will soon realise that, um, yeah, you're not going to be charged for the next month because <laughs> I'm about <laughs> to charge you for dead air for uh, seven weeks. I was like, yeah, we'll pause that for a bit. Um, yeah, we've got, like, we might have a couple of cool guests coming up as well in the next few weeks, obviously. This will still remain... By far the best place in the UK to get guests for podcasts for the NFL. So don't worry about that. Uh, and not and not but the usual. We're just going to get the usual. We're going to go. We're going to try and go a bit out of the box. Yeah. This year, not going to get. He's a well. We are going to get. He's a fan. Come on and talk to us for twenty minutes, but not from the usual means and avenues that tried but that's probably setting us up when we get like one guest on 22 weeks but no i think i think the plan is always going to be you know the midweek guest shows are always a real highlight and get someone that's interesting and can teach you guys a lot more about the team or otherwise than us 
That's entertaining, which again, we don't have that either. So no, yeah, yeah. we have neither um, education nor entertainment. No. So apart from that, I don't really know what we do this. No, and then in about what, 19 months, we'll have a third bike who will outshine both of us on. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, all the music means and methods, Spotify, um, and John Pond, which as the season is picking back up, we will try and do these more regularly. Oh, well, look, um, we're, we're back. We're, it will be every week from now. Now that now, now we're in the business end, we'll be every week. Uh, the timings may vary, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, don't sit your watch to it. Yeah. Don't, don't sit your watch to it, but we'll be weekly without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there is other NFL stuff, but there's some, mostly other NFL stuff is kind of depressing and Deshaun Watson adjacent. I don't really want to talk about that. Jacoby no. Brissett, I hope he meant what he sounds like he meant earlier today, because that is an amazing answer for somebody going to walk into a quarterback room. So please, meant what I think you meant. And yeah, Michael Penix Jr. is the starting quarterback for the Washington Huskies. And uh, yeah, I miss the sports podcast with Katie Nolan and Travis. As well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but all these means methods. Enjoy the game if you bother to watch it over the weekend. If you wanted us to chat to anyone, we've got a few people... Uh, a few eyes in the fire, but if you want to chat to me on else, let us know. I'm sure Dave Sayers will be right on the old Twitter machine. And um, and the show play is going to win the Tour Championship. Ah, okay. Bet the house on it. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, no, don't do that. No.